Right now, McDonald's is your Dalmatian location because you can get one of 101 different toys when you buy your kids a $1.99 hamburger Happy Meal. With this many puppies, you better get to McDonald's right away. Game time. Face. Game wow. face. What's your favorite game? Uh, Top of the. Oh my god, it's so interesting. Can you even imagine how interesting? My favorite game. Right uh, now. The, no time to think. Taboo. Taboo. Favorite game. Molly. Danny, favorite game. Fuck! I didn't think of one. Um, favorite game, Danny. You gotta name it. You gotta name it. You got I'm two seconds. Say... One, two, three, four. You only had two. Uno. Uno. Four. Uno. Uno's my favorite fucking game. Fuck you. Molly, Molly, what's your favorite video game? Favorite video game? Yeah. Um, Five, four, oh no, three, no, no. Two, one, do you uh, feel the Mario Kart. But Double Dash for the GameCube. That was the right answer. I had a gun under the table and I would have killed you if you said Wii. Oh, well, fuck Why are, no. Mario Kart for the Wii's got to be the worst one. I mean, it's pretty rough. I'm no, not going to lie. I don't want to play the one that's for the like Super Nintendo. I don't know. Oh, see, I don't like the one on the Switch because like you don't have to fucking do anything. You don't even have to hold down the A button to drive. Really? Is that a thing? Yeah. I haven't played it in a long time. Not a fan. Oh. Well, my favorite video game, since you didn't ask, is probably... Pick it. You got to pick. It's probably Danny. like Batman Arkham City. Mm, I, Batman I, Arkham. I do see you play that one a lot. But I... I recently bought it was a, it was on sale for eleven dollars the three Batman Arkham games uh -huh. including Arkham Origins because that was made by a different studio but is the three Arkham games and you could get them for the PlayStation Four as the remaster version you uh, get like eleven bucks and I was like oh that's a that's good pretty deal. good that's yeah. less than any of the games originally exactly and so I was like well I already had Arkham Knight for the PS Four but the other two games I always have to get out the older console to play them and they're tremendously comforting to me because at this point I've got the first two games memorized and I could do Arkham Knight probably just as well like I. I could have my eyes closed and probably finish the game. Wow. Um, like, I can picture the city, like, the map so clearly at this point. <laughs> I know where all the riddles are. I know where, like, I, I can run through them in no time. And so they're tremendously comforting to me. Mm -hmm. But I have always had, like, severe issues with the morality of the games. They're very, like, yay, yeah. the cops. And they're very... Um, not great for women. I don't think yeah. any woman comes out of those games looking good. They they don't go into them looking good either. No, they go into them. I mean, Poison Ivy goes into the game with a leaf covering her crotch, if that's any idea of the... I mean, those games are the first time that Harley Quinn stopped looking like uh, a Harlequin. So that's that's something. We've got that to thank for that. First game, they're like, Harley Quinn, gotta be a, a sexualized nurse, which is so great for people in the healthcare industry. Thank God uh, that they will continue to be maybe the most sexually harassed group of people on the planet. Um, there's no good way to be a nurse because if you're a female nurse you will no doubt be harassed by your patients yeah. and if you're a male nurse you are always called a male nurse mm -hmm. nobody's ever just like hey look it's bob the nurse they're always like oh he's a male nurse i had a friend who wanted to get his doctorate in nursing so that mm -hmm. you could call him dr nurse that's pretty great pretty great was was your friend named mr nurse no then fuck him i'll tell you right now <laughs> No, um, but yeah, those Batman games are so much fun to play, but it's weird that with a video game, you can completely enjoy the playing of a game mm -hmm. while being like, this is a pretty morally repugnant view of Batman. Yeah. Like, oh, it's pretty... You can enjoy that with movies, too. Sure, but with a movie, it's a lot harder because you're just getting a story. With a video game, it's like there's the button-pushing part of it. Yeah, true. With a movie, it's like, you know, like The Dark Knight is a very well-made movie, and I like it mm -hmm. a lot, but it is also very, like... 
yay the cops and very not great for women and yay billionaire it's like all the things a trend here yeah batman is a real lightning rod for weird conservative guys you know i I totally get that because like i really love playing nintendogs but i just don't support the concept (laughs) you think those dogs are all hardcore republicans and you just can't i just can't get behind that you can't get behind dogs or republicans i mean republican dogs it's a whole republican dogs is maybe the worst whole breed of their own really at any um, rate, did well, we say the name of the no, show? No, welcome to the Pants Are Too Tight. It's the best name for a podcast. Right? I'm Molly. And I'm Danny. And, and those are our favorite games. What are yours? Please write in the comments below. Yeah. We also here are really big Trivial Pursuit fans. I'm kind of on a mission to get every single version of Trivial Pursuit um, that's been made. Uh, that was actually started by you, Danny. I don't know if you know this. I but think like, I bought you like Baby Boomer Trivial Pursuit. We just like, bought them for the house. You got yeah. Baby Boomer and you got some Sports. other. Some other thing some other thing. Yeah. And they're both unwinnable. They're unwinnable entirely. So then that just kind of started me on like, oh, there's so many Trivial Pursuits. So I've been. Yeah. Getting a lot of them, and I found out there are way more than I thought there were. Um, so we got to get around to playing yeah. them because since I've been buying them, we haven't played Trivial Pursuit once. Um, um, yeah, well, maybe that's because you know we're not going to know enough uh, sports stuff. Just a just a pitch, we're, just a thought. That's the challenge, Molly. We? we play until someone gets a question right. That's the Family Feud music. I don't know if you're up to date on your Family Feud. Oh, of course, Molly. We're not here today to talk about games. No. I'm not here to play your sick, twisted little maze that you set up for me, okay? Fine. What I'm here to talk about is dance. If everyone at home could imagine my absolutely fluid body movements, we are talking my legs are over my head and around my neck. We are talking a full frontal gyration, and we are talking rhythm. Yeah. Rhythm. Of course, he's speaking solely of the Macarena. I am performing the Macarena right now, and I'll tell you why. It's the best name for a podcast. It's the best name for a podcast <laughs> ever. I'm Molly. Um, this is the show about the little things. Yes, it is. Where we discuss the uh, the the tiny plankton of uh, of of bothers and problems and uh, bits of trivia, and those tiny bits of plankton sustain us, the whales. For Molly and I, you can't see it, but Molly's doing like <laughs> I'm big arm motions. She's doing like a like uh, lightning strike. Uh, yeah, 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 she's doing like an opera lady thing. Uh, at any rate, <laughs> we like little things, and they stick in our minds forever. Yes, and our pants are just so fucking tight. They are so tight. They're filled with all the little things. They're filled with plankton. We've got pants fulls of plankton. I spit a little bit yeah, of Molly. Yeah, you did. But she was so good, she didn't say a <laughs> word about it. And that's sibling friend rival Sibling 101. Zoe 101, Ned's Declassified. <laughs> cool survival guy. <laughs> I watched uh, some Ned's Declassified you recently. Did. Yes, with my old buddy Anthony, whom is called Chitty for short, for his last name is difficult to pronounce. And he, I'm speaking like I'm doing Bible verses. And his name was good, for the theologians <laughs> had brought down a message for the Thessalians. Molly, it yes. was the Thessa somethings. That was in the Veggie Tales I watched recently. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, Thessalonians, I think. Yeah, Thelonious that sounds Monk. right. <laughs> so there is. So anyway, uh, we were watching an episode of Ned's Declassified with Vice Principal Krubs, and he was talking about how he was a police officer in Miami. He was a vice cop. Yeah. But then Molly, 
he became, which is why he's dressed like the guy from Miami Vice. And his right. name is Krubs, which is a, a portmanteau of Crockett and Tubbs. I did not understand any of this until Chitty explained it to me, which is embarrassing. Considering I watch how a much you were about, Vice. yeah, into it's like Miami one Vice. of my things. Yeah. So he was. There's a really nice little speech at the end of the episode where he says he Ned on career day he takes one of those aptitude tests and it says he'd be a great educator. And so he spends the day with Vice Principal Krubs, and Vice Principal Krubs says that he stopped being a cop because at that point all he could do was lock people away and he became a vice principal so he could help them when there was still a chance. Aww. And it was one of the sweetest things I ever heard. And I was like, Nez Declassified, you know what's up with the goddamn cops. Nez Declassified is my life. I love it. I was in love with Devin Workshire. You have a printer life. in your pants and a computer screen in your glasses. I fucking wish. If I had a printer in my pants, life would be so damn convenient because I don't have a printer at all. You don't have a printer? Well, I poor. do, but I don't have any ink for it. Is it embarrassing being poor, Molly? I wouldn't know. I'm a millionaire. Listen, Poppy. sometimes ink <laughs> is really damn expensive. And that's a problem we're not talking about enough. You know I don't want to support the big corporations, Molly. Mm -hmm. But you go on Amazon, you can get the refill cartridge, not the brand name. You go for the store brand, you like 20 bucks. Danny, my printer takes weird ink. I can't get into this. I can't Molly, get into we it. Molly, we could. We could. Every day. At any rate, That's another this thing. episode yes. of our show is going to be about the 50th anniversary of Walter Disney Elias World. And that is not how you'd call it. Molly, what's it called? Disney World. Molly, Walt Disney World. There's a Walt in there. Yes, the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World. Molly. In Orlando, Florida. Um, ladies and gentlemen, that begins October 1st. October 1st. Now, part of why we're talking about this, you might say to yourself, I was about to say Danny, but you're not me. <laughs> you might say to yourself, insert name here. You might say, hey, that's not a little thing. That's no, a it's a big fucking thing. It's a giant fucking celebration a of big fucking years of the biggest fucking theme park in a goddamn pissing world. But you'd be wrong. It's supposed to be a big thing. It should be a big thing. But you know what Walt Disney World's 50th anniversary consists of? They're putting up some statues and they're going to finish opening the rides that were supposed to be open two years ago. It is a pathetic whimper rather than any measure of bang. And quite frankly, it's because there was a global pandemic that killed hundreds of thousands of people. But nevertheless, disappointing. Yeah, it's really disappointing because I personally have been looking forward to the 50th anniversary for a really fucking long time. I've been planning to go and I am still going. Um, very nervous about it because of the global pandemic, but it, it's definitely going to be less than what everyone thought it would be. You're going to have to not talk to me for like a few weeks until you get home. I, you can speak to me. I just mean don't breathe on Don't me. breathe on you. Because yeah. you know, I've been on like a plane and stuff and I'm not cool with that. I'm just worried. Yeah, I'm obviously worried about the Delta hotspot. But uh, to be fair, I do. Molly, didn't... if you're flying Delta, you're getting sick. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> what to tell you. That's tempted fate. Never flying Delta. Poor, I um, mean, those people who ran Corona were probably like, God, our beer, it's I ruined. Know. And then the people at Delta Airlines were like, you got to be kidding me. We couldn't name <laughs> ourselves after some other Greek letter. We couldn't be the Kappa Beta Airlines Delta didn't have a lot going for them already. They and weren't now... even the Delta New Airlines. They're just Delta. Um, but yeah, um, I am worried about Delta, but I booked this before Delta was a thing. And yeah. I'm fucking going for it. I'm just going Good vaccinated. I'm just, Good I'm going to go for it. And I'm wearing my mask. On and... every child you see, because they can't get the vaccine. Let them have it. Let, Let them, them have it. it. Um, Let them eat 
birthday cake, Marie Antoinette, Let and the Arthur meat. There was an cake. Arthur, like the cartoon on PBS, the Aardvark. There was an Arthur CD-ROM game that Molly and I would play as children, and you had to prepare for a birthday party, and when you went down to the party store, you would click on a woman who resembled Marie Antoinette, and she would say the words, let them eat birthday cake. <laughs> and that was all Molly and I said to each other's children. We didn't yeah. know each other's names for the first seven years of our nope, lives. That was all we said. She'd get this wig, would just fly on her little bunny yeah. ears, and she'd she'd say it. And honestly, a really good fucking game. But also, like, way harder than it should have been. Oh, I never got past the birthday. I never made it to the party. Oh, I made it to the party a couple yeah. times, but I, I can't even talk about that. That's a whole other thing. Not honestly, like that. oh, we have to do an episode on our old... On CD-ROM games? games? Yeah. Are you kidding me? We had one where you just took care of cats. It was like a predecessor to Nintendo. Oh, yeah. All you would do is there was a cat, and if it was bad, you could spritz Spray it with a water, water bottle, or you could take it to the beach. There was a couple of things, but yeah, all oh, the little people games. I used to really want to play your Barbie game. Oh, the Barbie game was fantastic, but honestly, that could have been better, too, but... They were all great. Okay, well, nothing's anyway, perfect. This is, well, anyway, we're, we're off the topic already. We're off the topic because Walt Disney World should be having a grand, glorious 50th anniversary. I mean, can I can I lay out what I think would have been nice? No. Oh. Well, that's it's a little awkward. Podcast is over. Great. Pack it up, boys. Pack it up. Molly, I know that your plans for the 50th anniversary are just to rebuild the McDonald's French fry stand. I, I don't know what to tell you. I don't think it's going to Well, if they're going to market 50th anniversary toys, you're going to tell me they're not going to put the McDonald's back in the middle of the Molly, place. the contract isn't as exclusive as it used to be. We all saw the defunct land. I don't want to talk about it. Um, let's, let's break this down bit by bit here. Okay, so let's start with some of the promotions that we've got going on for this illustrious celebration. Um, first of all... If you go to the movies or you get a magazine or everything, there's all of these little advertisements saying, like, come on down to Walt Disney World for the 50th anniversary. And you know what? It gets me. I do get excited seeing it because it looks cool. Well, that's Disney But that's World. just it. It just looks cool. There's not really anything cool there. Yeah. The plans for the 50th anniversary, in my, in, in my mind... They were, th this was a thing that has been talked about by theme park people so much for the last few years. Oh, they're going to have that new Epcot nighttime show ready. Oh, they're going to have uh, the Ratatouille will be open and the Mickey will be open. And and those things are going to be open now, yep. but they're completely unrelated to the 50th anniversary. There's nothing about the existence of Remy the Rat that has anything to do with the previous 50 years of Disney World. And it's not a new ride. It's a ride from France. It just seems to me. That the 50th anniversary of one of the largest theme parks in the world, which is an entire resort, mm -hmm. feels like they usually go all out for these things. Disneyland, when Disneyland turned 60, they had their little diamond jubilee where they put those little gold uh, inlaid diamond thingies on all the attractions. Mm -hmm. And they cleaned up a bunch of things around the park. They added new bits to all the famous rides. And I believe all Walt Disney World has is the Snow White ride. Or no, that's Disneyland even. That's not even Walt Disney World. Uh, they're building the little statues, I recall. Yes, they are putting up these statues, um, you know, to celebrate the last 50 years. And they, they are premiering the new nighttime show that's going to replace Happily Ever After, which is a little crazy to me because we just got Happily Ever After in 2017. So it's really quick for a new nighttime show after Wishes was there yeah. for forever. And I really liked Happily Ever After. Um, it still got to me. But I read online... Um, 
on the Disney Junkies Facebook page, which is a whole fucking mess of itself. But the Disney Facebook page is by and large disgusting. Oh, horrible. Worse than a regular Facebook page. Yeah, honestly, yes. If that's possible. But um anyway, so I was reading on there and it's true. It's like the new show is gonna be featuring all a lot of the newer um like Disney movies that have come out in the last couple of years. And it's like if you're celebrating the last fifty years Right. We should be going through the time of all 50. Um, like I do, We should be seeing the older things as well. Yeah, I do kind of miss the brief era in the early 2000s where there was nothing new. So every year the castle show would get updated, but it would just get updated with, okay, so this time the Cinderella section is five minutes longer and the bell from Beauty and the Beast section is two minutes shorter. Like that was the, like they just juggled around Belle, Cinderella, yeah. and like Aladdin and Peter Pan. Like they had like five things and Mickey and Friends always had to be there. The the Fab Five. <laughs> uh, sometimes Daisy would get to come along, I guess. Um, Daisy's real hot right now. We don't see Pluto as much. No, and I'm thankful for that, quite frankly. Ex well, look, I know you like Daisy, but like let's not do Pluto, Pluto like that. Pluto can go to hell. No, Pluto's my man. Pluto Pluto's is my your buddy. dog. Pluto is garbage to me. He belongs on a leash. There's a reason he doesn't get to walk like Excuse Goofy. Excuse me. This is a hot take of mine. I've never liked Pluto. <sighs> I fucking love Pluto. I have because never had any fun. Pluto was the nicest character I met at Disney. Molly? That was a man in a suit. Don't you dare say that the to me. The next day he might have been playing Frollo. Don't you say that to me. Molly. No one was playing Frollo. No one's ever playing Frollo. I don't want to talk about that. Molly. Don't you destroy the magic like this. Danny. He could have been playing uh, Ben Gunn from Treasure Planet. But he wasn't, Danny. No, because that costume is in France. Pluto. Um, but you know what? I, so here's part of my issue. There's a lot going on right now with Disney. Disney is being pretty controversial right now. They're being pretty money hungry. So among announcing the 50th anniversary, right? We've got so many other fucking things going on that really honestly wash like over the 50th anniversary celebration. But we got course. the introduction of the the genie pass, the stupid shit that's no one can in the understand the many tears. Yeah. Yeah. The annual pass has been redone and more expensive ticket prices are rising. We've got the new Halloween theme premiering this year. So it's no more Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party. It's the Boo Bash, which from what I've heard from a lot of people is a lot worse than Mickey's Not So Scary Molly, Halloween Party. Molly, Sid is a face character now, Molly. What? Is this Sid real? Sid from Toy Story, Molly. Is that real? I'm pretty excited about that. Then. It's just a guy in a t-shirt But that's cool. Molly, Sid. Danny knows I'm all about the characters. I love the characters. but It's all about the Benjamins. Baby. It's just, I don't know. I mean, I'll obviously have a different report back once yeah. I've actually been. Um, Look, it's Disney World. It's You're going to have a nice time. Yeah. You're going to a very expensive fancy One month from park. today. Good for you. Let everyone know where you're going to be and when. If You know, some people aren't so lucky. Emma Watson can't even take a picture in public. <laughs> Think about your privilege. Yeah, I got it. At any rate. Yeah. Walt Disney World. Yes. It's weird. The 50th anniversary of it, it feels like there should be more to me. They're doing McDonald's toys. They are. And they are also, so today we're recording this on September 14th. Today is supposed to be the premiere of these McDonald's toys. Now, oh. it's honestly a pretty ambitious task because they did put out 50 McDonald's toys. That's nothing. 101 Dalmatians, they put out 100. No, toys. did they really? Molly, yes. Wow. Okay. Mm. Well, both of those are ambitious. In today's world, where McDonald's toys are not as big a thing as they used to be, I think it's pretty ambitious. Ambitious as they may be, I'm ambivalent. 
Mm, I am not. Take. I'm very excited about them because they look really fucking cute, especially um, our friend Michael today got the Mickey on the Tower of Terror one, which is adorable. But, of but so in some places, you know, they got them a couple days early. I have not had that luck. Today, as of September 14th, I went to four McDonald's and not a one of them had any of these toys. And I'm getting behind in the collection already. It never occurred to me. That the plural would be McDonald's. Yeah, I don't I've been really have. I was trying to type it out a lot today, too, and I didn't really have a good way to do it. Molly, why do you and this is perhaps a dumb question for someone who does the things I do mm-hmm. to ask. Why do you want them? Um, because I think they're cute and I'd like to collect um, them. I like collecting things and this is my chance to like collect them all. I'm an adult. I can go to McDonald's as much as I want. Whereas as right. a kid, like I couldn't go around to all the different places and get the toys. Plus, I do think anniversary toys will be something that if I get any repeats would sell for like a higher value someday. Maybe I just I'm showing Molly now a photo oh, wow. of the 101 different McDonald's toys for 101. Oh, now I am going to. So I've been ordering um, these signs, the translate signs that they would put out with yeah. all the McDonald's toys um, on eBay. Not I've really only ordered two, but I've looked at about 700. Now I'm going to have to look for a full 101 Dalmatians one because I only saw one with like four toys on it. Right. Well, that was probably for a different movie. Mayhaps. Yes, actually, that was for the live action um, 101 Dalmatians. Is this? Yeah, yeah, that's four toys. Um, At any rate, I just can't fathom wanting 50 McDonald's toys, but... I have about 50 Justice League Unlimited figures. So there are things that mean that much to me that I do silly things. So I apologize yeah. if I'm I love Disney World. And again, like to me, this is something for the 50th anniversary. Like I want to eat up whatever I can get of it because I'm not getting a birthday cake painted castle. I'm right. not. We're not going to have something fun like that. And, you know, may I say our society <laughs> has done away with fun. Oh, 100 percent. Molly, there's no more kitsch. There is no more kitsch, and I'm such a kitsch person. Molly. I've only recently learned the meaning of kitsch. Well, good for you. I'm glad you're using it at your word of day calendar. But mm-hmm. I I cannot fathom this lack of, of, of dumb shit. Yeah. So rarely do things get to look tacky anymore. Everything yeah. is like weirdly clean and airbrushed or even worse than that, everything is that kind of flat, no hard edges like mm-hmm. a logo for an app yeah it's just because you know you look at like when we used to wrap the disney world castle in balloons to make it look like a big pink cake that's weird we used to do weird shit fucking hilarious nowadays the 50th anniversary of walt disney world what are we getting yes there are the little statues but all these advertisements for it are like the same neat airbrush you know, the things that are on the Disney store bags. Right. Well, that's the thing. We're going for the the colors of the 50th anniversary are blue and gold, blue, white and gold. Those are the fucking colors of Disney World anyway. Exactly. There's nothing it's fun about this. It's just a slightly different shade. Now, I will admit, I do think it looks cool. They redid the park entrance gates and I'm not going to lie, like it does look nice. And I like the outfits that Mickey and Minnie are in and and I, it is nice, yes. but it's not grand. It's not fun. And you know what? I think a lot of that comes down to money really is just... You know, we don't give stuff away for free. We don't make things look cool for free. You know, Disney World... I, you know, they're always in financial trouble. You know, I feel like every time we watch a video about Disney, it's like they were failing. But th- we don't try crazy ideas anymore. We don't have a TV show where our CEO of Disney is talking to people. We don't oh, have um, funny, like, weird interactions of the CEO and characters. We don't have teenage nightclubs in Disney World. We don't, we don't do fun. We don't try new things. Molly, 
there is a distinct lack of uh, of of what's the word of uh, a stupid uh, bullshit yeah. because we they don't need it anymore. They don't have to try. They don't right. have to do like, oh, we made Dick Tracy and it didn't make any money. But, you know, we spent one hundred million dollars trying to make Dick Tracy work and we put up a Dick Tracy musical and we were going to build a Dick Tracy. Right? There's none of that anymore because now it's like, oh, well, if we just remake Aladdin we could just make a billion dollars and it won't matter. Yeah. And it doesn't matter who's in the movies. It doesn't matter if Emma Stone is Cruella because I'm sure people will just watch Cruella. It doesn't matter. None of it matters. It's just like it's the part of the problem of associating a brand mm-hmm. with, you know, just a regular massive media corporation. Like Disney is a word that means yeah. something to people. Um and it, it means the theme parks. It means all the things that we know. But at the end of the day, it is just like a company. And it's being, it, it is run by people who kind of know what they're doing and how to like maximize profits. And, and that's the problem. It used to not be. You yeah. need, as we have learned over the years, you need that tag team of the financial smart guy and the visionary. And we don't have the visionary anymore. We really don't. If and you can't find a visionary, just get a weirdo. Yeah, like I honestly think, look, I know we are not the most financially sound people, but, but we're like, weird. We're weird. Like if we, I feel like they should have people like us running Disney World, and especially in an age where nostalgia. What the thought of that is the very th- funny th- to you? Just the way that you said that. I'm well, sorry. We should be. But the fact that we're in an age where nostalgia is such a big thing, you yeah. know, people obviously want that physical media. They want that, you know that excitement because they haven't had it. Disney yeah. could capitalize the shit out of that. For the 50th anniversary, make everything retro like it was 50 years ago or something. Like, you could have capitalized on that, you know, instead of remaking all the old Disney movies, they could have released, you know, again, never before seen footage of it or put actual yeah. attractions from those rides in the parks or something, put out merch. Like, the fact that Box Lunch is the yeah. only store that carries Disney merch from not like three Disney movies is beyond me because it's such a small store, yeah. but they've got the coolest fucking stuff more yeah, than fucking Disney the, world. It's the most expensive. It's stuff. so expensive, but you so know what? Expensive. I'll buy it all because I can't get it anywhere else. The fact that Look in Disney you. world, you can only get three fucking like things. It's all like Moana frozen and then like Mickey mouse, you know, oh, they must sell. It's I mean, that's again, that's part of the problem of like, well, this is a corporation and they've done the math and they have figured out that it's it's cheaper to just, you know, make, you know, five pallets of Moana stuff than it is to try to figure out a way to monetize these other things. Now, I would point out that at Tokyo Disney, uh, because they get everything better than us uh, at Tokyo Disney, they make very specific merchandise. They have Winnie the Pooh as the Lone Ranger from that one episode of the Winnie the Pooh cartoon where he dresses up as a cowboy. Oh, they, you can get a full set of merch. We are talking plushies. We are talking motherfucking keychains. Yeah. We are talking lanyards. All of it themed to the one episode of the TV show where Winnie the Pooh dressed up as a cowboy. You've got Fucking Lone Ranger it. Winnie the Pooh. You've got Cowboy Piglet. Cowboy Tigger. You've got the the horse who is the villain in the episode. You've got... Everything, Everything you could possibly now want. is this. You said Tokyo, right? This is Tokyo, and I, I would argue that's because the Japanese have culture. You know, like it is because Japanese. I said the Japanese, Molly. That's a weird sentence to say. Okay, people in Japan have culture. No, that's not the part that's weird. I'm just saying they have culture. Like they have a part of their culture is like we can be 
bright and fun. Like it's a fun culture. America is like become so serious and like. I would like to point out mm -hmm. that people in Japan can be just as serious as people here in America. Okay. That being said, uh, <laughs> we've talked we about this we before. Don't, though we don't. Our our cities don't look as cool, and there's not right. as much color. We're not fun. There's not as much color. We are just boring, and we idolize those people who do stand out and are colorful and fun and bright and weird. But we don't act that way ourselves, and our companies know that they don't have to try like that with us. Well, that is the basic view of every company: is they do not do anything they do not have to do. So, uh, you know, there's a reason that Disney will, you know, retheme Splash Mountain to uh, black characters. And it's because they feel that they have, have to. to. Yeah. There is a reason that they will allow, you know, five seconds of a gay person in a particular movie. It's because they feel that they have to. There is no person in these companies that is truly in charge. Yeah. There is just a spreadsheet somewhere that says, oh, representation is financially viable, so we should make, you know, Black Panther and Shang-Chi and things like that. There's there's no desire to do things. And I wonder if at Tokyo Disney, if it's maybe a matter of, oh, well, we have seen that these obscure cutesy things sell well mm -hmm. and it is purely corporate. Or if there is someone in charge of their merchandising department that is particularly creative because there's things like Duffy the Disney Bear. Mm -hmm. which did not take off in America at all, but in Japan is a huge success. Which now they have in America because yeah. of how many people from Japan visit and want right. Duffy and, But the whole thing of Duffy is just that you can put him in different outfits and take pictures of him around the park. Yeah. he do, It's not like he has a special, you know, it's not like those wristbands you buy at Universal where you tap it on the thing and now you get a Harry Potter wand. Yeah. You tap it on the thing and Mario lights. It's not, it, none of that. It is purely just like, I can pretend my bear is a child and I can take photos of it right. for Instagram, which is itself a form of marketing. Uh, I wonder if uh, they're maybe just better and we just happen to, or maybe the grass is always greener. And maybe people who live in Japan are like, oh, more of this Winnie the Pooh Lone <laughs> Ranger shit. It's one episode of a cartoon. Get off my back. It could be. And I'm sure there's elements of that. It's just, it would be nice to have something original that if instead of everything saying the 50th anniversary, that it was like we brought stuff back for the 50th anniversary or we looked back at how things were, like where we came from instead of just 50 years. Like everything's just going to be yeah. a big 5-0. It's gold and blue. And honestly, like I wasn't that excited about the merch. It, it is a bit of a letdown. I mean, what I would have liked is maybe like, we open up Cinderella Castle and everyone, like to everyone, and like, you know, you can all wear like gigantic fucking ball gowns and we really do it up fancy. <laughs> you don't um, say. No, um, I just think that it would have been nice to maybe go for like a retro theme, yeah. like, you know, back in the day. But it is the 70s, which might be the ugliest kind of retro. Yeah, but, you know, where we just have the representation of those movies and those <laughs> things, or even bring back Disco Mickey, like something that's fun, like bring back the characters like you do for all the DVC events at night of the people from <sighs> yeah, the past. I like, would be a huge supporter of if Rainbow Spacesuit Mickey yeah. Uh, could sort of wander out of the the closet. It would be nice. The storage closet. That's not like a rainbow. That's not. A, I'm not. I'm not saying anything about Mickey. 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 Um. I'm just saying that maybe I'm too sad to ever be excited again. So maybe I shouldn't be pissing in Disney World's Cheerios for not doing enough. 
because what would make me excited? Now, yeah. when was the last time you can remember me actually being excited about something? It was probably when they said they were going to make Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Yes, it's definitely And that. I haven't been there since it's opened, so I don't know if I like it. But I am excited. That was the last time I was excited. And I'll, I'll tell you why. They were building a new ride. Mm-hmm. They were basing it off of a very a really great thing. It's not just Mickey Mouse. Creepy. It is the string of Mickey Mouse cartoons uh, overseen by Paul Rudish, started in 2015. And those cartoons are funny and fantastic, and everybody loves them except Molly, who thinks they're creepy. And it's exciting, and it feels like, oh, they're 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 having a take. They're picking yeah. something. Someone out there is pushing for this version of Mickey. That's probably not true. What's probably true is they just saw like, oh, these are streamed on Disney Plus more than the old Mickey Mouse cartoons. Okay. Or maybe it's just a matter of, well, he's on TV currently and he's more widely viewed than the Disney Junior, you know, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse Mickey. I'm sure it is just a business decision. But there is a part of it that feels like, oh, they picked the good Mickey, Mm -hmm. you know, and they're going to make like if they were like, oh, we're going to make our first ever Mickey Mouse ride. I'd be a little excited because it'd be weird. Because What is that? But it's even more exciting because it's a specific version of something. If they were to announce like, oh, we're doing our first ever, I don't know, what's the thing that uh, we're doing our first Emperor's New Groove ride. It'd be like, oh, that's exciting. You know, but if they go out of their way to be like, here's our first uh, Emperor's New School ride. You're (laughs) like, whoa, who's this for? How did we get the money for this? Did we trick a guy? It's like I mean, Danny. If they announce an Emperor's New Groove ride, we're more than excited. We're going. We're, we're going. going. The day of. But so I know, going off of that, I've been really thinking about this lately, and it's not quite related to the 50th anniversary, but uh, to that idea of where is the fun? And again, why do we? <laughs> do you know that's a lyric from, from the, the Fairly yes. Opera? Where is the fun? I, know, I was Who immediately I singing to? it in my head after I said it. But like, so something that boggles my mind that we did was the Kim Possible and then into the Perry yeah, the Platypus attraction in Epcot shit. where you would get a phone and you go around the park and you're like a little spy. Now, it did make sense to transition from Kim Possible to Perry the Platypus. But what boggles my mind is that that was still running in 2017 yeah. when no one participated in it. We did it when we were there, and I am yes. thankful every day of my life that we got a chance to yeah, do that before that they good. closed it. It was amazing going around the park looking for all these little doofenshmirtz things. It's hilarious. Where was the money for that? Why did they do it? It did come out when Phineas and Ferb was really big, yes. but they kept it this whole time. What is astonishing to me is that Disney owns so many, like, it's disgusting how much stuff Disney owns. Yeah. It's revolting. But it is alarming to me how many of those things could conceivably draw a crowd. And I think a great example of this is what Universal is kind of doing with the things they own. Universal has a slightly less desirable catalog of cool stuff. Um, Universal is also a giant disgusting media conglomerate and they own a disgusting amount of things. But I don't really know the story of the Transformers that well. I know what they are. I am familiar with the concept of their cars that turn into robots and they're fighting the other car robots. I know like Optimus Prime is a good guy. Megatron's a bad guy because he's got a name like Megatron and that sounds scary. Like I get that. That's the level of Transformers knowledge I have. But I would not be confused if you put me on the Transformers ride. I would be like, oh, I'm whipping around. Everything's fun. There's a Men in Black ride. I don't know if kids are still watching Men in Black. 
I am. But I'm we a like huge fan. Aliens. Yeah, it's it is so simple that Rip Torn says my favorite line in any theme park, which is, besides, you thank the Phoenicians for that. My favorite <laughs> line in any theme park ride is a shipment of alien bad guys just crash landed in New York. What? Who are they? Are they bad? Are they just like because the Men in Black? Real quick, not to get into the morality of this, they are like an immigration service, and yeah. I sure hope he means like murderers from space not like there are some illegal aliens in new york and we'd like you oh, to kill God. them i really hope he means yeah, like I'm sure that's what he means in men in black 2 it's like oh like a prisoner transfer this crazy alien lady i'm i hope it's that and i hope i'm not shooting that nice tentacle monster who was giving birth in the backseat of their car in the first <sighs> molly that looks like kit fisto and it does look you're like a big kit, kit fisto. fisto no but anyway so like universal doesn't own as much cool stuff and maybe i'm just not up on the lore of fast and furious and if i was i'd think it's great but i i do think that there is an understanding at universal that you do not need to understand the movie right. to get on the theme park ride and if you need proof of that how many kids have ever seen mr toad's wild ride the movie which by Never. the way it's called The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. Yeah. Which is not what I was going to call it. I was going to call it The Wind in the Willows because that's the book it's based on, but it's not. I keep forgetting that that's the Headless Horseman movie. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen the whole thing. You know, I think, I, think I, I, have, I just got a VHS of that movie. I have <laughs> see, I've seen the Headless Horseman cartoon mm -hmm. where it's like, it's like Bing Crosby singing a song kind of thing. I've mm -hmm. seen that. And I know I've seen Mr. Toad, but I couldn't tell you when or where. It might have you been know, a preschool. I think that he was also in like one of those compilation things we had as a kid or something. Do you think we had Because I Disney. have a yeah. visual representation of him, but I know I've never seen the movie. Do you think his sing-along, maybe to nowhere in particular, do you think he was a sing-along song? He might have been a sing-along sing song. song. I can't Disney confirm song. though. No, 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 But what I'm saying is that like, when Disney had a less impressive arsenal, they still made great stuff, like great rides, like right. theme park rides. And I think it it might it, it might be a little more infuriating now that they're not making as much good stuff and they have the world's most disgustingly giant yeah. empire. You know, it's like when in the in the eighties, when they had nothing to work with, they built Splash Mountain, which is an incredible theme park ride yeah. that I'm too scared to go on because it's too tall. But <laughs> I, it might. It's a very scary ride, and mm -hmm. it's a lot of water. But like, they built a great ride. Yeah. And then they, but they had to do it with like cartoon characters nobody ever heard of. But it didn't matter because right. Zippity Doo has a catchy song, and right. you could the move the rest of the ride could be just like, oh, hello, I'm made up Bill, and I'm yeah. not from a movie. And then at the end, if they played Zippity Doo, you'd be like, oh, good, I'm through the ride. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter what's in there. I feel as if it the problem becomes more annoying when every ride has to be based on a movie that's made a billion dollars and yeah. every ride has to be a, a repetition of some kind. They they want like proven formulas and things versus, you know, I don't know. Like it's it's the cliche example people always reach for, but like they wouldn't build a haunted mansion now. No. Because it's not based on anything and it's it's not that exciting. It doesn't drop you or anything. It's just a ride. I like the, the when things are based. I am more for things being based on the movies and, and the content. Um, so that doesn't bother me as much. But it's the fact to me that they honestly don't really do much of anything. Like they don't really build a whole lot. Like, you know, you built yeah. the whole Star Wars land, like Galaxy's Edge, and you've got two rides in it. 
One of them yeah. no one can get on. And it's like we built the whole land. And I, I'm all for the immersion. I love making it so like putting all the detail into all those parts. Don't get me wrong. But it's like, first of all, we had to wait years and years and years for that. Yeah. Now, it, it was starting to feel a bit like an Epcot type of thing where we're, we're announcing getting yeah, we're you. getting ready for you. We're announcing it and it's taking forever. And I mean, the fact that no one would even consider an Epcot today is a whole other thing. Yeah, I but know. honestly, Epcot is what started this all for me. The building of Epcot post Walt Disney dying is really where we started with this whole bullshit. Like the, what, we don't what? have to try because we were like. We're going to be Disney World, fucking Disney World, and we're going to build a whole park mm-hmm. and it can't have any Disney characters in it. Who the fuck thought that that was a good idea? Yeah, that was weird. That was weird, right? So then we decide, oh, okay, well, we need Disney characters. But then we're building California Adventure and we're again like, yeah, that whole Disney thing, we're throwing it out the window. Our theme is going to be California. Like, who? Yeah. Why? 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 Like, if they took a survey of what the people want. Yeah. It would not be what they're doing. And the fact they are always saying, right, we always, we need attractions for older kids. We need attractions for older kids. Yeah. And then, like, they don't really build them. Like, yeah, it's, we haven't really had another thrill ride built. Like, Seven Dwarfs My Train is cool, but you have one upside down roller coaster in your entire world. That's true. I I don't think there's anything besides Rock and Roller Coaster. No, it's the only one. See, I think what you're saying is interesting. I would have never thought about Epcot being like a dumb idea because I really like old Epcot stuff. I like old Epcot stuff too, but yeah. but it wasn't successful. It is. Yeah. Well, it did fail miserably. Uh, <laughs> theme parks are interesting because they're not art at all. They have pieces of art in them. I do not deny that, you know, like the Tree of Life is a Gorgeous. Is just on a technical level is a work of art. It is a massive sculpture collaboratively created by hundreds of people is built around an oil rig, you know, mm-hmm. but like that is quite literally a work of art, but a theme park itself is not art. It is pure commerce. It is mm-hmm. entertainment in the purest sense. It is designed to get the most number of people, the most satisfaction possible, the most fun. Like it is, it is, and that's wonderful. And I like that. And there's a place in the world for something like that. Not everything has to be some work of art. But a theme park is interesting because you can build a really great one like mm-hmm. opening day Epcot, which arguably is, even modern day Epcot. Too yeah. much walking between every fucking yeah. attraction, man. It's Jesus. And you feel like Lawrence of Arabia when you get over like a hill in Epcot and you're just like, oh my God, America's over there? I'm Epcot was supposed to be like the city of the future. They could have put those fucking airport walking things in there. One people mover is all well, I they, ask. I know. Every drawing of Epcot has a, a thousand, thousand people mover. I know, and, and not one. We built one. We built one people mover in the whole Walt Disney World and complex, forever, and it just loops around oh, Tomorrowland. I know. You can't even get off on the other side of Tomorrowland. You got to get off at the same terminal. Now yeah, we're I, not shitting on the people mover. People like mover is my favorite ride of Walt Disney but, World. But, people who know me know. But you're going to invent something like the people mover and then not use it. Not use it to move people. It doesn't move people. It just spins you around. It could just be a dark ride. I digress, Molly. Yes. <laughs> Epcot is great, mm-hmm. and I love Epcot. But you are correct in that, like, not only was it a failure. In the sense of like people weren't enjoying themselves yeah. and they weren't coming, coming back. Yeah. But like it is interesting that just the sheer lack of Mickey Mouse or like recognizable characters is a problem from a theme park perspective. Mm-hmm. Because as much as I like stuff like the Haunted Mansion, 
I do think, you know, people probably wouldn't have shown up to Disneyland if Disney wasn't already a brand name. Right. And the things that he had made, like Pinocchio and Snow White, were not already a brand name. Even right. if he associated things like Tinkerbell and Jiminy Cricket, who are less important characters, even if he made them like mascots, mm -hmm. you know, perhaps to avoid sullying Mickey Mouse. Like Mickey's their opening day. Like there's the Mickey Mouse Club Circus right. a year or two into the park opening. I guess it is kind of silly to like whine about, you know, oh, they don't build things that aren't based on movies. But even if everything has to be based on something else, I guess I guess Ratatouille is like the closest thing to a niche movie they've made something. Oh, based absolutely. On. I am shocked that they they made a Ratatouille ride of all things. And it's only because it came from Paris. And mind you, well, yeah, absolutely. They yeah. wouldn't they wouldn't just open that and devote which by the way, Ratatouille is like my favorite Pixar movie and it it's an Oscar winning film. Yeah. Only among Disney's giant catalog of owning everything is Ratatouille obscure. <laughs> it is a like what a, three Oscars or something like that. it won a yeah. tremendous amount of. It's a very popular film. People remember it. Yeah, like I think even if Ratatouille is you know like kind of a people treat it like a meme, but I don't think it's like Shrek where people were doing it ironically. No, like, Ratatouille is a successful film. And it's like it's very memorable, even like the the images of it. Well, but I just watched Ratatouille the other day, actually, and it's weird like that it was so successful because if you had yeah. told me any Pixar movie, like I wouldn't think that that would be successful. Just yeah. the concept. And it's a beautiful film. It's a mm -hmm. lovely film. It doesn't feel like a film that kids would like, I guess. Yeah, so that's weird. why it's so weird to me that they are like that. They did build the ride for that. And like all that yeah. is like. Of all the things they didn't have a ride for, yeah. that to me feels like the least one that people were looking for. It's the artsiest Disney, like yes. it's the artsiest Pixar movie, and it certainly is the Pixar movie with like the most to say about art. <laughs> like Up is an artsy movie in the sense that it, it focuses on visual storytelling for the first you know fifteen twenty minutes, right? And it's an artsy movie in the sense that it will let music carry so much of the story for a while, but at the end of the day. Up is like a fun adventure movie. Yeah. And Ratatouille has moments of like, oh, I'm scampering through a kitchen. Isn't this scary? But you wouldn't call Ratatouille like a suspense film. No. Up could safely be called an adventure. A, yeah. An old man with a particularly well-told backstory, but an old man, a young boy, a dog and a bird run around uh, adventure falls and they fight an old crazy man who lives in a blimp and has an army of little minion dogs mm -hmm. and he tries to shoot him. Like it, it is an adventure film. Right. You know, like the most like Wally is still like a space adventure. Oh, yeah. It but but that falls back. in line with the Ratatouille. Like I'd be sure. just as surprised if they put a Wally ride in. Yeah. But there. like even Wally, it's like there's that scene of him flying through space. Yeah. And it's like, well, I see how you could if you really right. had to stretch into a ride, you could do that. But Ratatouille is just weird because it doesn't beg for a ride. No, in any it way. begs for a restaurant. <laughs> it begs. Well, yes, it begs for a restaurant where I can order the exact Ratatouille from the movie, I know, and you can zoom in on my eye, and I cry and I think about my bike. But like Ratatouille begs for a land or an area, and I guess it makes sense to build a ride where you're the size of a rat. Yeah. But like I think of like when I see something like that, I think of Toy Story. Toy Story, Man, where it's yes. like, oh, the benches are popsicle sticks. Yeah, we you kind know? of already did that, and I get it. Like we, I'm all for putting Disney things into Epcot, and then it does yeah. make sense that if you're going to put something in Paris, that it will be a Ratatouille ride. That makes sense for yeah. me. It's the fact that it's so slow. Everything's so slow. <laughs> like, you know, we are trying to expand Epcot, yeah. but we had the Frozen ride, which was just 
like a, a re-themed old ride. And then we jump to France with Ratatouille and we don't have really plans for more rides as far as I know in Epcot. And it's like, it's just moving so slowly. I can't do this whole one day, like, I mean, one ride per year. It's, it's just not, Disney does this thing where, like we were saying, like they either are lazy or they're trying too hard at the wrong thing, I guess. And I would just rather them do something as opposed to doing nothing. I know that it's not realistic, both financially and space wise to have a new ride every, you know, day, every year. I I get that that is hard, but it just seems like whoever's planning these things. Well, we always know Disney runs out of money and that they run out of they never do what the original yeah. idea was and the timeline always gets fucked up but it's like there's too much going on at once but also not enough cohesively it's like we have Star Wars Galaxy's Edge opens up but then nobody can go we're told nobody's gonna get there and then suddenly nobody goes but then so a lot of us still haven't gotten to go to Galaxy's Edge and then we had Toy Story Land open like just before that and and now we've got a Ratatouille ride in Epcot but there's not really much else in Epcot so I'm gonna yeah. go to Epcot for this one Ratatouille ride and there's not a lot else there. You know what's bonkers? The Avengers Land is open in, yeah. in California Adventure. Haven't heard a thing about Haven't it. Haven't heard a word except for I watched the video of the Spider-Man ride and I have nothing nice to say about <laughs> it which is like mean to express that thought because like people work really hard on it and everything. But I, I cannot fathom the decision-making process that goes into we're going to make a Spider-Man ride. And not only are we going to make a Spider-Man ride, we are going to walk right up to the gate of the universal Amazing Adventures of Spider-Man because it's the same ride system where you're in mm. a little cart that spins around. I think it might be trackless or something, but it, it hardly matters. You're in a little scooty cart and you go around and you look at screens. We are walking right up to their door. We are doing the same thing they did. And we're going to make it a Toy Story Midway Mania type of thing, but you're not going to need to hold a gun. You just stick your arm out like Spider-Man. And it's like, well, that's great. That's a great theme park idea. But there's no Spider-Man villains in a Spider-Man ride. (laughs) There's no villain. The villain is Spider-Man because he accidentally builds robots. And then the ride is you have to stop the robots. That's not even based on the MCU. You zoop around. No, you zoop around (laughs) locations from other Marvel rides and you web up the spiders there. So like you do the one of the rooms is from Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. So Spider-Man is hopping around the collector's collection of things and you got to web up all mm. the Spider-Man robots. And then you're in the area where the Quinjet is going to launch, I guess, mm. in, whenever the Avengers ride opens. And it just feels like, you know, how could you like the Guardians of the Galaxy movies do not live and die by their villains. Right. They are adventure movies and the villains are secondary to the heroes. Right. But even they put the collector in the ride. Like even, you know, like he's in there. He's the focal point of why you're there. I think that if they were new also where the MCU was going and what they were going to do with Spider-Man coming up in this upcoming film. Yeah. I I would have waited. Like I would have waited on that ride. And that's what I mean is that I don't feel that there's a logic to how and when these things are opening. So again, like we've got galaxy's edge and we we did a lot in hollywood studios at once and hollywood studios did need an overhaul for sure we've got a bunch of new stuff there that's great but while you're rushing everyone there now to get the new stuff it's also the 50th celebration in magic kingdom where there is nothing new there is nothing new in magic kingdom we haven't put anything there we've got new stuff one new thing in epcot and the new night show so we're playing it up like it's a big thing but nobody's gonna be able to get on the fucking ratatouille ride 
Like, why yeah. don't we plan this out better? And and why do we like the, It's so simple to me. Like, you know, it's so fucking simple. So I don't get it. You could very easily make a bunch of really shitty rides and just brand <laughs> them to characters. Yeah. Or you could make a couple like really cool rides branded to like other movies. Yeah. They're not doing either of those things. Like most of their movies, and arguably, in my opinion, most of their most successful movies don't have attractions. We've got nothing for Moana. That thing was fucking huge. Yeah. We've got nothing for Up. Up was fucking huge. We have the stuff in Animal Kingdom, but no like attraction. Right. It'd be so fucking easy to make one of those like, you know, circular, almost Ferris wheel type of things, yeah. but you're a house on a house with a balloon. Like that's so sure. easy. And they don't have anything like that. No, and they... And I'm not saying I'm for that, but like, if you're not going to do the cool rides from these things, like, at least give me lazy shit that's like, fill up your park. You've got so much damn land in Florida. It's crazy to me that I guess it's just it must just be so much more expensive than we can imagine to like run a ride. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, that must be the answer, because I cannot fathom how Walt Disney World is like the most visited tourist destination in the world when... There are massive swaths of it where there's nothing to do. Yeah. Like there are just giant tracks of Epcot where it's like, uh, yeah, that used to be where we would show a movie with Martin Short. That's it. Like we just used to show a movie with Martin Short in there. And uh, and now it's a giant closed building and you can't go in there. Uh, so, yeah, that's just an empty space in one of the most visited tourist attractions in the world. It's crazy to me because you go to a place like Universal Studios where I would argue there is very little dead space. Universal can feel a bit crowded. Yes. Universal, Universal could use some dead space. Universal could use some dead space and Universal could definitely use some supporting attractions because you've got like a men in black area that is so small that you can still see the Simpsons ride when you're getting on the men in black ride. You know what I mean? It's like it's a tiny area where yeah. the Men in Black ride is, which is fine. I yeah. personally, I like things like the Harry Potter land, mm -hmm. but I have no problem with, sometimes there's just a ride here. Yeah, That's fine with me because it's unsustainable and it creates this barrier for getting an attraction that would kill so much of what's good in theme parks. Yeah. For example, um, Star Tours is a ride that everybody loves. And they built it in the middle of Tomorrowland because, I don't know, it's like space and stuff. And like there's space in Tomorrowland. It's like the future. It's like spacey. And so they built Star Tours in Tomorrowland. I'm using a Disney example. In and, California, you mean? Yeah. Okay. The original, like the Got original you. Star Got Tours. In, yeah. In Hollywood Studios, they had enough area and they made like a queue and they put mm -hmm. up the AT-AT the walker and stuff. The AT-AT. Mm -hmm. They put they put up, you know, decorations outside and things. They made it look like a movie set for Star Wars. But even then, it's just like in a movie area. Yeah. It's like a movie theme park. So there's a ride from a movie. Like, you know, it's, yeah. they, both of those are those are really great attractions. The Star Tours rides. And you wouldn't build an entire land around them. Right. Because if you built an entire land around a simulator ride, people would think you were crazy, especially if you. I don't know, spent like $2 billion on every one of the lands and you built it in two theme parks at once without checking to see if anyone liked it. And then um, you told everyone not to come because it was going to be so popular. And then um, you built a second ride next to it, but you just didn't open it for like a year because yeah. you could not figure out how to make the ride work. And at the end of the day, you just kind of want to shake these people and be like, what are you doing? 
Like, who's enjoying this? Who's enjoying the theme park land where people got to say bright suns instead of good morning? Who's enjoying the theme park land where you can't find the bathroom? I love the Harry Potter land. The Harry Potter land feels immersive. You feel like you're in Hogsmeade Village. You feel like you're about to go to Diagon Alley. But you know what? The bathroom just says it's a fucking bathroom. There's a ghost girl laughing at you while you pee, but it's a bathroom. <laughs> There's an ATM. It's got a Gringotts sign next to it, but it says ATM. Th things are not written in Arabesh. Your Coca-Cola does not come in a ball, which is cool. I think it's cool. But like, all I'm saying is that there, there, there is this weird desire for authenticity that I feel is is largely fostered by the internet. And I feel like in two or three years, everyone's going to hate it and it's going to do exactly what happened with, coincidentally, the Disney princesses. Everybody was like, these Disney princesses, so anti-feminist, so bad for little girls. Uh, uh, you know, Ariel it just, just wants a man and yada yada. And that's easy criticism to buy into. But it's but now the world has completely turned around and the popular thought is like they're fairy tales. It's OK. And Ariel is a person who's making her own choices. I don't know. Yada. I think that the world is still a little th out on that. I think the problem is when they actually go like, you know, uh, Moana's like too, you know, yay women. You know what I mean? Or like something like that. Like she's too sure. independent. Like I hate that shit. I, it's so backhanded and like and it got to the point where Disney feels the need to talk about it in every movie yes. and it's always yes. like you know every princess has to say something about like I'm not gambling in distress right. and it's so much more insulting it's like sometimes we are a damsel in distress like let's just well, fucking move on well um, but it's also no, just but like it's a fairy tale what's wrong with first of all what's wrong with a fairy tale second of all uh, what's wrong with uh, you know acknowledging that King Triton was a very bad father he was a bad man he What's wrong with her. acknowledging that most 16-year-old girls are goo-goo over their crush? And what's wrong with admitting that you can do a movie where a woman is good at stuff and she doesn't have to go, and I'm a girl. Yeah. <laughs> that makes that like it instantly like yeah. undercuts your message when you have to point out what the message is anyway. But I I am for the immersion. I do think Galaxy's Edge seems really cool. I still haven't gotten the go. I'm very excited to go there this um October. Yeah. I think it's cool. My problem is, again, that they have these grand plans. Yeah. And it's like, if you're going to go full immersive, fucking go for it. Don't build me Galaxy's Edge where you plan to have free roaming droids and then not have it. Because well, you throw in those free roaming droids. And like, honestly, yeah. that that makes the experience bigger. My problem, honestly. I'm sure honestly, they were going to roll over people's feet. I'm sure that's the problem. The people in the electric scooters already are rolling over people's feet. This could at least run them off the road. Yeah, but Disney World isn't liable for the people in the electric scooters. They should be. Someone fucking should be. Yeah. Um, but to me, it's like, uh, well, one, I don't understand building um, Galaxy's Edge in Hollywood Studios. I think that was a stupid idea. Yeah. Um, because Hollywood Studios isn't like an immersive park. Now they're making it that, but it was movie themed. You know, we don't agree with like completely erasing that, sure. but you picked to build Star Wars land at the park where you already had Star Wars stuff in two yeah. separate areas. And now Star Wars stuff is in three separate areas of the park. Why? It's very strange. It, it just, I understand that these are theme parks. Yeah. And they just kind of build rides and they don't really plan it. And I hate to keep bringing up Universal Studios. But Universal does such a better job at these things, which is really weird because I'm not a Universal person inherently. And honestly, navigating Universal is really fucking confusing to walk around. Oh, Universal Studios Florida is like a maze and I yeah. don't really get it. 
That being said, Islands of Adventure is the simplest and best theme park layout ever. I That's a firm belief of mine. I understand that like Magic Kingdom is like, oh, well, there's the castle in the middle and all the lands go around a circle. But like I sometimes I'm like, why can't I walk from uh, I feel like I can't get from like uh, what, what a Liberty Square. Yeah. I feel like I can't get from there to the castle real easy, which isn't true. There's like definitely it's actually a, one of the easiest ways. It's got to be a pathway I could just walk down. But there are just areas of it that feel yeah. a little closed off. Islands of Adventure is a circle. You got to pick at the start of your day. Do you want to go to the Marvel place first or do you want to go to Dr. Seuss first? You can't just go straight to Jurassic Park, which sucks. But at the end of the day, it's a circle. That's what Epcot was trying to be and it failed. Epcot failed because it made two circles next to each other and put a globe in the middle. And I don't know how to get anywhere. And it's so big. And 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 why would they make it look like a golf ball? Why would they make it look like a golf ball if it wasn't? It's really cool that they made it a real sphere. But like, who cares? Who cares? It was very eye-catching. We all remember but the But it looks ball. like a golf ball. We they could have at least not made it white. If you want people to think yeah. it was a golf ball. The silvery white color was a yeah. bad choice. And I mean, but if it was red, would we stop saying it's a golf ball? I don't think so. I think we would maybe be a little bit more inclined to call it spaceship. How Earth. many people would go like, oh, this geodesic sphere? Maybe if they put that on the... Geodet- like, what if they I wrote think, that on? I think Epcot Ball is always going to be the name, Epcot regardless Ball. of spaceship. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And anyway, anyway. Um, I guess what I was saying was that the immersion thing is yeah. real hot right now, but I think that in 10 years, people are going to go like, you know what? It's okay. It's okay. I would rather just have a theme park land. Because like, if we have to build a little immersive area for every IP, that means every thing we base a ride on has to be successful enough to support a land and that just is weird and bad right because then you only get avengers land and star wars land and pixar pier and it's like well i miss back when we could just have a monsters inc ride yeah and it didn't have to be suffocated by five or six shops because by the way the monsters inc ride is not on pixar pier like Mm -hmm. it's just in the back of the park Touching oh. nothing, and there's a Cars Land, and there's a Pixar Pier. What are you doing? It's it's it, the whole thing is called Disneyland, right? Like the whole resort, Disneyland, Disney California Adventure. It's all Disneyland, right? You do not have to specify that the boardwalk is Pixar. Pixar. Yeah, it's weird. Well, to me. I think that it started. I mean, Harry Potter World is what drove this need for this for sure, and this is yeah. Disney's way to compete with that. But if you look back at the original, you know, Disneyland, Disney World. When you have those little sections in Magic Kingdom, they are just sections and they're very immersive and it allows for multiple intellectual properties in it. So Adventureland, you know, you have Aladdin, yeah. you know, you I mean, you don't have a, actually a ton of, that was a bad choice, but you, you well, now the Jungle Cruise. Pirates of the Caribbean, the Jungle Cruise, Swiss right. Family Robinson. Right. So you, you can put all those in that theme of an area. And that is what I support. I like that when you're in there, you can't see other lands. Like, I'm for that. I'm so for that. Yeah. I do think some select things should have immersive lands. But hear me out. I would have just built a new park for that. You know what I mean? Like, I would have had... Like an immersive lands park? Yeah. Like, where we would yeah. have put Star Wars land, Toy Story land, um, a frozen land, like all those other lands we've talked about in the past. I would have put that in one park where it's like, that's what we're going for. I really don't get the whole argument of a theme park should have one theme. 
That's always weird to me. It's like people are like, Hollywood Studios isn't movie themed anymore. And it's like, one, there's nothing in here that's actually not based on a movie <laughs> except for Mickey Mouse. And Mickey Mouse started out in theatrical cartoons. So I don't think it's that much of a stretch to include a Mickey Mouse ride. But like, what's the theme of Disneyland? Well, Disney. No. Because there's nothing Disney about the Jungle Cruise. It's only Disney because it was built in Disneyland. Well, and that's... There's nothing Disney about a haunted mansion. He never made a movie about a haunted mansion until there was one in but Disneyland. that's there the thing. No he, it was him, though. And that's what yeah, I feel lunatic. like we've lost entirely. Yeah. Is, I mean, I am for theme parks having a theme. It's literally in their name. Um, <laughs> there, are th- there are small themed areas. There yeah. is no coherent theme to Disneyland. Right. That castle is named after the original one is named after Sleeping Beauty, right? Mm-hmm. There's no Sleeping Beauty area around it. The trees are not square. They are in Disneyland Paris. But like the trees are not suddenly square and there's no Sleeping Beauty theme to the rest of the park. You're not suddenly in what? Paris where where Sleeping Beauty take place. Yes. Well, I think it's France, which yep. is weird cuz Cinderella's also France. Anyhow, my point it really is depends on- there is no coherent theme to any of this. The future, the past, and and times that did not exist are not actually one theme. They right. are all different themes. Universal is not a theme because right. half of those things are not universal movies. It's just kind of a place where there's a bunch of themed stuff. Used to be movie themed, but you know, well, comic but that's there. what I feel like, you know, again, if you think of Disney World as a theme park, then it's not all one theme. You know, there are these different areas where it's themed i think like animal kingdom works because if you don't like animals good then like we just skip animal kingdom yeah i think the hollywood studios i personally really like the idea of like an old-timey movie themed park and i am sad that they're losing a lot of that we're on separate sides of this argument here but i I do see your point there's a place for something like animal kingdom animal kingdom is a a specific experience they're pitching you Partly because they wanted people to not have to go to Bush Gardens. Like, they wanted to steal that business. But, like, they're, they're, that's a specific experience. Mm-hmm. Is we are going to theme this whole park. The whole thing is one themed environment. But that is, generally speaking, right. not what a theme park is. Which is why Animal Kingdom stands out. I think that a theme park, if it chooses to have one particular theme, it is always something vague like the movies or adventure. And then as soon as something's in there that doesn't fit the theme, people get weirded out about it. But it doesn't bother me because, again, like the Magic Kingdom is not a theme. It's just Disneyland but smaller. There's nothing magic about Tomorrowland because it's science. Okay, but that's magical. We don't understand it. But but that's – I get what you're saying there. And and I agree, but that's to me where the problem is. I would go one way or the other. Right. We have the theme and we use it. We don't have the theme or whatever. Yeah. We have the themes and we're literally not using them. We've got Tomorrowland and Future World. Yeah. And we don't have anything from our space movies, our futuristic movies. Meet the Robinsons is nowhere in there. Doesn't make sense to me. There's very, you're right. There's nothing in Tomorrowland. There's nothing. The, the laugh floor doesn't belong there. Like, you know what I mean? Like, no. What is that about? I'm sorry. They needed somewhere to put it. And I do see there's the flaw with the theming of the lands. So then you hear me out. We've got one land that's just like, fun like some some shitty name or something or you call it disneyland and it can have all the fun stuff right but i do think what makes disney unique is well now it's less unique but it was those themes yeah anyway back to the 50th anniversary back to the 50th anniversary i say we bulldoze the place to start over because clearly it's a wreck it is a wreck but i think you want to go burn down disney world tonight let's do it no i don't 
Okay. I don't. I'm very excited to go. Oh, that's right. You have a trip. <laughs> but I think what's missing from the 50th anniversary celebration entirely is Walt Disney. I think we've completely lost what yeah. he stood for, which was imagination it. and innovation. And look, I'm not saying Walt Disney was this fantastic guy. No, taking his okay. person out of there. Because he didn't. He died more than 50 years ago, so he wasn't even there when they opened Disney I know. World. He wasn't there when they opened Disney World, but a lot of his rides and things were taken years. from it. I think that, I mean, his spirit, like what he went for, like Pirates of the Caribbean, when that came out, like that was a big deal. And things were new and they came up with different ideas sure, and they were creative. But he but, was dead by the time Pirates of the Caribbean opened. But he worked on that. That was sure, his plan. But he didn't, he doesn't, I hate to be like a bitch, but. Walt Disney didn't do fucking anything. I'm fine with him yes, being in stuff. I know He's an he didn't figure, but. design all of these things. I understand that he wasn't, you know, the guy doing the groundwork. Yeah. But the things that I think that he stood for, the, the idea at least, the story were pitched behind Disneyland, what he was going for yeah. in that park is exactly what we've lost. It wasn't just supposed to be the you rush as many people in as you can and make money who's going for something different yeah he was going for a different experience this family-friendly atmosphere this clean place this nice place and there was a lot of issues with that i'm not saying there wasn't but we've lost that we've lost trying to be different and trying to be magical and making like that magic come to life we're just trying to make money and that's the flaw yeah and that's true, and that's the difference between a crazy businessman in the fifties running a company and like businessmen running a, a corporation, yeah. a massive corporate conglomerate in twenty twenty one. It's just, it's I don't know, it's distressing when a corporation is so big that it, it could never be bought by another company. Like Disney is quite literally too expensive for any company to feasibly purchase them. Yeah. Uh, you could attempt, you know, there are companies that are worth more money. I think Amazon is literally worth more money than Disney. But Disney, you know, there's there's no way to dismantle it. There's no way to, to eliminate it. You know, there's almost no threat to it. So the only thing that it exists to do at this point, and this is what happens to corporations when they get too big, the only thing that it exists for is to minimize competition mm-hmm. it only exists to get even bigger and that's weird because when walt disney was alive and when they were building disneyland it was a gamble mm-hmm. and then when they were preparing disney world in florida that was a gamble and when they built hollywood studios still a gamble 1989 the disney right. company is not top of the world um the, it's always been a gamble of some kind yes and for the last 10 or 15 years, the Disney World has, uh, the Disney Corporation has been unassailable. The last yeah. time someone tried to buy them out was like Comcast when Michael Eisner was being ousted in the early 2000s. That's the last time there was a genuine threat to them. Universal significantly increased their share of the marketplace with Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. They're never really a threat. You people aren't going to stop going to Disney. Exactly. And they know that and they don't care so they can do stuff like fire thousands of employees during a pandemic even though they are one of the most successful corporations on the planet they can do things like you know offer no severance to people they fire they can do things like you know cut wages or shut down everyone's favorite ride or you know i don't know blow up mickey mouse they could do whatever they want and there there's just no fear there is no desire to do things whereas 
uh, Universal, who I'm not trying to shill for, because again, they're it just really they're, sounds like you are. <laughs> I'm, they're literally Comcast. Yeah, like they're they're a disgusting company too. I'm just saying that that is a company mm-hmm. that is still trying to get ahead somehow. It yes, is, it, it will always be the scrappy younger sibling, and therefore. They're always they're always trying to pull some bullshit, right? And I just think that's more exciting. It's more exciting to be in a theme park oh, yeah. where they could really use, like, they're like, oh boy, we really need Fast and the Furious. Like, whereas like Disney World is like, oh, we don't need to use uh, the most successful film ever made. We we have no interest in monetizing that. It's psychotic. Yeah. Universal, it's- if Universal owned Titanic, oh, we'd be on the boat going exactly. down every day. I do think that. You know they don't. They don't have to fear, so they don't. You know, no, press no. for that, and and I totally get that. And I, but I also don't like supporting that idea of the only way to, you know, breed success and, and innovation is through competition because I no. don't think that's true, and that's very much a capitalistic mindset. But I think that we just, like you said, like they're comfortable, and I don't think this will stay. I honestly don't. I think that their time is coming, and they're going to see. Because we've seen era, like points of this yeah. in Disney history. It doesn't last. And especially through the global pandemic, I don't think that they handled that well. And I think people were mad about it. And I think people are going to be mad about them jacking up the prices. And people will still go. And, you know, to a large degree, they're going to do what they want. But I do think things will shift. We're yeah. not going to see it yet. We'll see it in a few years when all of these stupid things that they're trying don't work. Yeah. Um, especially I think we will start to see when once the travel plan is, is a, not memorable. Oh my God. Well, that, that's going to go. But I think nobody when, ever figured out fast pass plus nobody ever figured out those things before people were always checking times on their little apps. Like, I, yeah, no, I think that, or, I mean, I'm a, I'm a fan of fast pass, but I'm not going to get into that debate. That's something else that happened while yeah. we were gone was that, but, um, what was I saying? Um, I think that, you know, once international travel is bigger again, I think they really are going to see people flock to the other parks. That's my prediction is that people are going to start going to the international parks um, yeah. more and they're going to see that we want those things mm-hmm. and that we're looking for that. Um, I'm really kind of hoping somebody just starts up a new theme park that becomes ridiculously successful. We haven't had like, you know, yeah, like that's... we've got a bunch of Six Flags. We got a bunch of like the random ones across the world. Like, We've got Disney World and Universal are the two yeah. big ones. Somebody build me something new. I guess. I mean, the problem is that by and large, people right now are buying things that they're familiar with. There's very little room for new things in general right now. No, but uh, there are other companies that own entertainment that could set up a theme park. Right. But it's it's just difficult to like, what are you going to do? You're going to build like a Paramount theme park. They did that once. It didn't pan out. But like. What are you gonna do? Like you're gonna go to Paramount and build like the Fraser ride. You're gonna build the Star Trek. Ride. Oh, Star Trek yeah. would be fun. There was a Star Trek experience in Las Vegas. It was apparently yeah. pretty cool. I never got to go, but um, I just think it's. I don't know. I do think that the competition is the only thing that keeps a giant corporation on its toes. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a capitalistic mindset, but mind you, uh, these are giant corporations. Yeah. When it comes to regular people, I think competition is relatively unhealthy. Por ejemplo. If I make something and then it like drives my friend insane and my friend is like, (laughs) I have to beat Danny. That's bad. That's what happened to the Beach Boys. Mm -hmm. Brian Wilson went crazy trying to outdo Sergeant Peppers because he was so obsessed with beating the Beatles, (laughs) right? The Beatles, granted, made Sergeant Peppers because they were trying to outdo Pet Sounds. 
But then again, it drove a man crazy. You can't right. compare yourself to other people. But when it comes to these giant corporations, unless something is actively threatening their share of the market, they will get very complacent, as we've seen from, I feel, as we've seen from Disney. Yeah. Because they will do things like, behold, we've made the most realistic animatronic figure ever. It's going to stand in the waiting area for the simulator ride before you look at the screen. And so the robot will tell you to get on the ride. Like, that's what yeah. they do because they know how to do that. You know what's insane? Yeah. To me, the money they put into the NBA experience just for it to close what the immediately. Hell was the NBA what the hell? What, like, Nobody I, got a chance to do that. We had to tear down Disney Quest. I understand that. Yeah, it fine. Had to go. That was fair. You had a giant building in Disney World and you were like, NBA experience. And no look, second thoughts. I get doing it because Disney's got the whole deal with the NBA and the bubble was there. The point is that they delayed its opening for like fucking ever. Yeah. Opened it like during the pandemic, basically. And then like immediately was like, it will be closed forever. Yeah. And I'm like, did they even get a chance? Like what you, happened? And I'm like, do you think it was a producer scam? I think it's something like. Like we had to blow up. A they were just like, inst- I don't know, like. The NBA bubble that was in Disney, yeah. like maybe got too much attention. I don't know what it was. If you walked into that building, it was just concrete floors. There was nothing in there. <laughs> there was like a, there was one th- sign hanging from the roof, <laughs> and it just had a cartoon drawing of a basketball on it. There was nothing, nothing in there. there. It was a scam. It was like, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. It's like when the the mob would like make up a new construction project, mm. and they'd be like, "Oh, we got to work on the road for a while. What's wrong with the road?" That's how I feel like a nothing. Lot of we just we you know are. we go down there every day. We stare at the road for two hours, and then you know once a month we put up a traffic cone or something. Like you know, I wonder if the NBA experience is some manner of a tax write off. Could be. I I don't, think so. I don't know. Maybe they needed to do it to keep their deal with the NBA or something. Oh, maybe. I don't know, but I. But the, you're right, though, Danny. They are winning, though, because you know what? They're, we're here to talk about all the stuff they're not doing for the 50th anniversary. Yeah. And I'm still really fucking pumped to go. Yeah. You're, that's the thing. If tomorrow I could, if I if I had the time and the money and the resource, if I could just go to Disney World tomorrow, I wouldn't yeah. think about it for a second. And I, while I was there, I would have a wonderful time yeah. and I would enjoy everything. Uh, that is... That's the lure of the theme park. They're wonderful. Yeah. Um, they're fun. It's, you know, it's getting to go to a carnival, but it's a million times better than a carnival is. Yeah. So, you know, they have no reason to change or grow. And I think that's why they get away with things like paying their employees a sub-living wage for so long because but- they have no motivation to change. That motivation should come from society demanding better things or yes. from artists wanting to create innovative experiences but it doesn't do i wish that they took that initiative on their own 100 yeah. i do think the state of florida has a lot of blame on them they are florida is a state where regardless again you can get fired without reason so of course if you're a company in florida you're going to take advantage of that your their minimum wage is low like all of these things like while i would appreciate and look up to disney more if they did that on their own a lot of it's just to be said for our society as a whole, yeah. not valuing this I, and allowing yeah. companies to do that. That's what our government officials should be protecting us against is yeah. these corporations. And I don't I just I don't like the world. I don't like the, the whole capitalist uh, mindset. I'm all for communism. I'm all for uh, Disney, uh, yeah. Walt Disney's real Epcot. I would live there 100 percent. I wouldn't. I know we've had this debate so many yeah, times. Yeah, I could not live in the the city of the future that he pitched, but we'll I talk could. about that some other time. <laughs> I think we have. I'm fairly before. certain we have continually debated. I don't want to live in a world where like, you know, people are constantly touring through the neighborhood like, behold, the city of the future. I don't want to be a, a diorama. I would so be a diorama. 
just like you know like one day i'm just like walking around the house in my underwear and it's like behold the city of the future and like my curtains whip open because they're robotic you know or like oh god 60s future stuff is so janky could you imagine it's like you're (laughs) honey i'd like to watch the television oh you have to talk to the computron first and then it's like computron i filled out my punch card that says you gotta let me watch tv and then the computron's like punch card incorrect and i'm like (laughs) i i thought i filled out the punch card before we wrap up the 50th anniversary oh, yeah. special. Which is definitely what we talked about the whole time. Oh, yeah. What is one thing you wish they would have done for the 50th anniversary? For the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World, I wish they would have publicly executed Pluto. Because fuck Pluto. No. Um, gosh, I wish that they would have. I wish that they would have opened one ride that was definitively like this is a 50th anniversary mm. grand opening it's october 1st here's a brand new ride and that ride i wish that it had something to do with disney as we know it so not like oh well we're opening a tron ride in tomorrowland within a year mm-hmm. not you know oh ratatouille no like something to do with disney on the day so like a little walt disney museum or a mickey mouse ride that is just mickey mouse Mm -hmm. you know or or something like that or like something on the lines of of toontown where it's like this is a celebration of the cartoons a disney Mm -hmm. princess ride something something very disney right you know and i i don't mean like flash in the pan like you know like well frozen's very big right now so we built frozen i'm talking like something historically uh as as uh capitalist stooge bob Iger would say uh distinctly disney authentically chinese (laughs) <laughs> something like that Molly what I would you like I would like and I don't think I'd actually be happy if they did this but I think it's a creative idea mm-hmm. to turn um, just for this year um the carousel of progress into like the carousel of progress of Disney where we could have little dioramas <laughs> yeah. of Disney through the last 50 years and get to see that some type of attraction of that nature that would be a great ride yeah of just like oh I mean could you imagine even if it was like a not even a VR thing, but like you get to walk through like here's like a chunk of 50s Disneyland. Yeah. Here's a chunk of 60s. You know, I, we would do. You know what? Disneyland I wish they'd fucking do. What? Just have an exhibit from the Disney archives. Yeah. Fucking pull it out. Do you remember that commercial, that Super Bowl commercial? I think it was where the the woman walks into the Disney archive. It's like a big warehouse. No. And it's like they have like CGI versions of all the props. Like she walks past the sea monster from 20,000 Leagues and there's the original Disneyland hotel sign and stuff. Do you know how much people would freak out if that was like for the 50th Same. anniversary? How about this? The Disney Corporation is a more famous IP than anything they could possibly own. Mm-hmm. There are more people in the world who know the word Disney than know, you know, the intricacies of Daisy Duck's nieces right. and nephews. You know, why not build a ride where the theme is Disney? Like yeah. build a ride where you're going through a Disney archive and things are about to crush you or build a roller coaster that is mickey related like do something with oh like when they did that um like teaching you animation with robin williams type of thing exactly that feels like something that would come out for the 50th anniversary like something like that and again i'm happy about the new nighttime show like i'm excited to see it i just think something celebrating anything let's celebrate if it's a celebration i want to celebrate it's a company that's so good at self-promotion yeah but which is always like hesitant to 
do the thing that they're teasing. So like Mickey Mouse is on like pajamas and Mickey Mm -hmm. Mouse, you know, is, is a character that you can meet and greet every day. And Mickey Mouse is a guy in a suit. And Mickey Mouse is on every sign in the park. But for some reason, they're always like, oh, we can't do a Mickey ride. That would be yeah. exploitative. We can't make a Mickey Mouse TV show that's not, you know, like they, right. in the 80s, they did DuckTales. And that was like the most explicitly they would do a Disney show. There was no, you know, and then they were like, OK, we can do Goof Troop, but no Mickey, no Donald. Like there's like a weird hesitancy to right. use the characters, even though they're constantly overusing them yeah it's It's like every piece of clothing in disney will have that but we're not gonna have yeah like yeah i think you know but also i think just for them to do something like they're doing the mcdonald's toys i'm happy they're doing that but there's nothing like that for me at the park when i go to the celebration if you go to the celebration give me something like that or you got rid of the parody platypus thing i know it's in epcot but like Have us go around and find fifty little guys or something like yeah fifty I don't know Mickey's fifty little yeah little boy something put fifty I think this is what they did at Disneyland in California put fifty weird things in rides and see if anyone notices yeah like just like oh when you ride uh, I'm trying to think of a good example uh, when you ride the haunted mansion we put one new ghost in the ballroom we see put we one of it. the Muppets in there. Okay, well, that's a little extreme. But I'm like, you know, like, just like- They should do that as the promotion for Muppets Haunted Mansion. I'm just Oh, saying. absolutely. In the Haunted Mansion, like, oh, we added one new ghost. We, you know, or in the graveyard, we put in like one new gag where it's like, yeah. oh, we built a ghost that has like holes in him and then he drinks water and then water shoots out the hole. The problem with that, Danny, is there's not 50 attractions in- <laughs> Well, yeah, but you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Just, like, what, very much like when they added the Disney characters to It's a Small World in California. Yeah. Something on that level of just like, it's, 50, it's 50th anniversary of Disney World, we did a bunch of weird shit. <sighs> yeah, but keep any of the 50 things they're doing out of It's a Small World because I fucking hate that ride. Oh, you don't want to have to ride it to see the. Fun. No, I don't. I really don't. I haven't been on It's a Small World since I was like ten. Ugh, I was on it. I made I, when I went to Disney when I was working there. I made sure I went on all the rides, and I hated that one. I did really? it, but I hated every second of it. All right. Well, on that very positive note, yeah. I think we're going to wrap up this episode of The Pants Are Too Tight. You can always contact us, yes. email, Twitter, and Instagram. They're all in the description of every episode of this show. Let us know what you wish was at the 50th celebration. Um, to let us know if you're excited about it. Are you going? Are you going when I'm going? My friend, you're going to have to like, comment, and subscribe. Yeah. Uh, and if you could do us a favor, um, and be good to yourself out there. Yeah. Don't take yourself for granted. If you don't love yourself, how's anybody else going to start loving you, buddy? That's a good point. I think RuPaul says something. We, um, the end of you the know, leave us a review or rate us. Five stars, baby. Um, have a magical day. Yeah. And hey, why don't you do us a favor and write to the Disney Corporation and tell them to implement some kind of social safety net instead of allowing capitalism to run rampant. Yeah. All right. Well, good night, everybody. Good night. Oh, you have to pick a or song. Or day. Um, Splash Mountain rap, because they don't do anything cool like that anymore. Splash Mountain rap it is, ladies and gentlemen. I'm fairly certain we've done it. Down the waterfall so rapid that you go splish splash. Splash Mountain. Zippity-doo-dah. Splash Mountain. Zippity-day. My, oh, my. Wonderful day. Splish, splash. 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 Spl